Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 5th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 86. Now if you'll remember yesterday we talked a little bit about this section and how it came as Joseph Smith was reviewing the inspired translation that he had made of the Bible. And something about that review led him to inquiry about this parable of the wheat and the tares and this revelation that was then given to him clarifying the truths of that parable. We talked yesterday about how a parable can have multiple meanings, but here the Lord is revealing some of that meaning to us. Yesterday we talked about how the servants falling asleep and the enemy coming in and planting all the tares was a symbol of the great apostasy, how the prophets and the apostles all died And then the adversary came in and he began to spread falsehoods and lies and began to change the church and the gospel as Jesus had established on the earth. And because of that, it became necessary for a restoration of the gospel. Now here, continuing in verse four, we're going to learn a little bit more about that and the Lord's desires as he restored the gospel to the earth. Verse four says, but behold, in the last days, even now, While the Lord is beginning to bring forth the word and the blade is springing up and is yet tender. So the Lord is saying, okay, now I'm bringing back the word of God. I'm bringing back the gospel. But even though the gospel had been restored, he's still calling the plant tender. This blade of wheat has sprung forth, but it's still a tender blade. It's interesting. Another parable given in the New Testament has kind of a similar fill. It talks about seeds being spread, and it can be spread on good ground or shallow or in thorns, and there are all these different places where the word can go. But we are cautioned in that parable about having shallow ground or shallow roots for the seed. We're told that if our roots aren't planted deep enough, that when the sun comes, the plant will scorch. And I feel like that's a similar warning that the Lord is giving here, that yes, he's brought forth the word. And yes, these people have testimonies of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but their roots are still tender. They're not deep enough. So the question becomes, how do we plant our roots deep in the gospel of Jesus Christ? To me, it's the difference between testimony and conversion. Here, these early saints had heard the word and they believed the word. And that testimony began, that plant began to grow. But in order to get their roots deep, deep in gospel soil, they had to do, they had to live, and they had to become. The same is true for us. We might hear the word. We might read our scriptures and think, oh, that's nice. But for conversion to happen, for us to go from a testimony of the gospel to a converted state of being, it takes action on our part. We can't just hear the word. We have to do the word. We have to live the gospel. And it has to become part of who we are. Elder Bednar once said, A testimony is personal knowledge of spiritual truth obtained by revelation. True conversion is a change of beliefs, heart, and life to accept and conform to the will of God. So in order to plant our roots deep in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we turn our will over to God. We change anything that needs to be changed and we do anything that needs to be done so that we can become more like the Savior himself. 
And that's what the Lord is wanting these people to do. He doesn't want them to be these tender blades. He wants their roots to go deep. And then he says in verse five, behold, I say unto you, the angels are crying unto the Lord day and night who are ready and waiting to be sent forth to reap down the fields. Now, that sounds destructive. (laughs) It's kind of like in the Old Testament, this idea of the destroying angels coming. And it's saying here, okay, these angels are ready. They're saying, hey, look, this field, it's a waste. There are all these tares in there. Things are messed up. Let's just go and destroy it all. Let's start from scratch. We are in a drought right now. And because of that, we have stopped watering our lawn as often, and the weeds have absolutely taken over our lawn. And I'm to that point with my lawn that I'm like, let's just be done. Let's start over because I don't see a way that our lawn is ever going to come back. And these angels, it's kind of like they have that same thought. Okay, there are too many tears here. It's too difficult. Let's just plow it all out and start over. But I love that it says in verse six, we see the mercy And the love of the Lord in verse six, he says, the Lord said unto them, pluck not up the tares while the blade is yet tender for verily your faith is weak, lest you destroy the wheat also. Now, I absolutely love this idea because the wheat and the tares, we talked about this yesterday, but wheat and tares while they're young look almost identical. I posted a picture on our Facebook page yesterday of that. You can go see it. But they look almost identical until right before harvest. And in those days leading up to harvest, then all of a sudden you can see, okay, that is a tear and that is wheat. How true is that also of the last days? That the closer we come to the Savior's second coming, the more distinction there is between true followers of Christ and followers of the world. And whereas the angels might say, look, the world is too wicked We've got to just end it all. We've got to just destroy the wicked. The Lord is saying, no, let them grow together. Now, I think it's really important that we understand why the Lord says this. Because the Lord wants to give every single opportunity possible for the tares to become wheat. Now, that can't happen in actual farming, but in this analogy, it can. The Lord is saying, no, let them grow together, not so that we can get confused by the tares, not to make things difficult for the wheat, but so that the wheat can have a positive influence on the tares, so that they can become strengthened, better, repentant, and holy. My friends, that is how it is with people. Our hearts can change. Our feelings can change. Our testimonies can grow. Conversion can happen. But without the righteous setting examples, inviting, teaching, guiding, praying for the tares, those who have fallen away, then it doesn't normally happen. And so the Lord in his tender love and tender mercy allows us to continue side by side, not so that the wicked can tempt and pull away the righteous, but so the righteous can build up and strengthen the wicked. Because our Father in Heaven knows that every single one of His children can change. And His work and His glory is to help them do so. So He's not willing to just throw in the towel on the tares. He's not willing to just plow the field and say, okay, it's done. He's waiting until the last possible second, giving every opportunity for His children to change, to turn to Him, 
and my friends, as followers of Christ, it becomes our responsibility. Notice the scriptures say that they're going to gather the wheat and then pull out the tares. That gathering is so that we can help assist in that work. God gathers us from the world so that we then can turn to the world and invite them in. But it's our responsibility, it's our duty to never decide that someone is a tear, to never decide that someone can't be saved, to never throw in the towel or cast someone off. We are meant to grow together. We are meant to build up, to bless, and to strengthen those around us. That is why our Father in Heaven allows us to grow together, so that we can gather in His children, show forth His love, and invite them to come unto Him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.